Welcome to today's episode of Encouragement Outpost. I'm your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer, and we've been talking about God's 10 comforting responses to our imperfections. Today, I um, decided to continue the topic that we were talking about last week, uh, where God says that we need a family. Uh, In response to our imperfections, he places us in environments, or he has commanded us to place ourselves in in environments where we can get the encouragement uh, and the growth that we need. And so uh, I'm tackling today some more reasons why people um, do not go to church, why they, they do not belong to a faith family, why they've not joined a local body of believers. And so I talked about some of those things, some more of those today. Uh, I warned, put your steel toe shoes on. Some of it may be a little bit hard to hear, but I want you to know that it's said in love and in a spirit of, in a spirit of encouragement. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer, and we have been talking in this season about 10 of God's comforting responses to our imperfections. We are all imperfect. Yes, we are. And we wish it wasn't so. But the truth is that God um, sees us as perfect through the eyes of Christ, through the blood of Christ. He sees us as if we've already arrived. But while we are here on this planet, he is um, conforming us to his image bit by bit, little by little. And we are in process. And so it behooves us to remind ourselves that God is in his heaven and that he is looking at us and he is wanting to strengthen us, to encourage us, to build us up, to empower us to become the people he wants us to be. And I've talked through uh, several episodes, uh, some of God's responses. And if you've not yet listened to those, I encourage you to go back and uh, to, to listen to those. And let me just say, I know you guys are busy. I recognize that um, our culture is just one where we're just always going after it. We're always doing something, especially with this time of year coming along. Uh, I, I, I want you to know how much I appreciate you're taking the time to listen to these episodes because my desire really is to encourage God's people. And the fact that you take the time to press play before you drive or while you're brushing your teeth, getting ready in the morning, while you're making breakfast or while you're walking for exercise, whenever you do this, I want you to know that I do not take that for granted. And I am so very privileged that you would lend your ear to me to allow me to minister to you in some way uh, or form. And so today I, I really do feel led to continue uh, what I talked about last week. I was talking about the fact that God gives us a family in response to our imperfections. He places us into the family of God, but he also desires that we be connected through the local, local church uh, with other believers. And that is one of God's ways of of sharpening us as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another Ecclesiastes says it, 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 there are certain things that are just not going to happen. If we're not in community, we, as I said last time, we, we, we deprive ourselves and we deprive other people. And there are certain things that God has just placed in, in, uh, set in place that are not going to happen. There are certain benefits that we will not receive unless we find ourselves in a community 
of believers. Um, I listed a couple of reasons last time why people do not go to church. And I hope that you will look at uh, episode five, I'm sorry, at episode six to kind of as I tackle some of those, but I want to talk about a few more um, uh, and address those. But before I do that, I did something last episode that I don't ever want to do again. And that is that I quote verses of scripture without giving you the reference. So let me just really quickly do some housekeeping and do that here. Um, I I quoted uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, where it says, do not give up uh, assembling together or do not give up meeting. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Um, and so that is a command from God for us not to give up uh, a meeting with other believers. I also uh, said Timothy, but I did not quote specifically where it talked about the word of God when I was talking about how the word of God needs to be paramount. Um, when you're looking for a church home and that, that not all of them are, some of them have, you know, different, different views about the sacredness and the infallibility and the inerrancy of scripture. And so second uh, Timothy chapter three, verses 16 through 17, uh, is the, the, the verse that I was, that I was quoting. If you want to look that up now, um, oh, oh, and one other thing. Yes. I said, um, when I was talking about a person who uh, may have the belief that their church, uh, their name being on a church roll is the equivalent to having their names written down in heaven and how that is not true. And I was saying that that was a work of righteousness. That terminology comes from Tim, uh, from Titus chapter three, verse five, where it says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saves us. We are all only saved through the mercy of God. Uh, extended to us through the blood of Christ. And so when we receive him, we uh, we receive him not based on any merit of our own, not because we've done any particular works of righteousness, i.e. being baptized or being good or getting our name on a church roll. None of those things, none of those works of righteousness will get us into heaven. So that's where that terminology came from. Titus chapter three, verse five. Now, I want to... Um, preface everything else I'm going to say for the rest of this episode by saying that Satan does not want you to be a part of a community of believers. He is very strategic about that. He definitely hates it when when Christians get together where two or three are gathered, God is in the midst and, and he hates that. He doesn't want you to be empowered. He does not want you to find out what your purpose is. He does not want you to have the support and the, and the care and the love and all those other things that are there. And so he uses specific excuses and reasons uh, to keep you from going there. So uh, I want to talk about a couple of other reasons why uh, people do not go to church. Uh, one that I remember hearing, um, someone said, Miss George, I really would love to go to church, but I'm so afraid that if I go, I'm going to be judged. People are going to judge me. So let me let me say that there are there are judging people at the church. OK, can we just can we just be honest and that can we just be honest? Can we just say, yeah, there are people there who are looking down their nose at other people and all that. But I but I addressed that last time. Those people are immature. Those people 
um, have not gotten to the place where they recognize um, that they're just as that they're no better than anybody else. But you cannot allow them to keep you from assembling with other people. You cannot because there is too much to be gained. There is too much to be gained. But I'm going to I'm going to address that uh, some some of that some more of that uh, as the, the episode continues. But let me just say, first of all, put your put your steel toe shoes on because I may be stepping on some toes today. But I want you to know that 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 my toes are already black and blue. <laughs> I'm not coming to you from a from a place of superiority, but a place of encouragement. And uh, uh, the the ground at the foot of the cross is level. All right. So let me say that sometimes people, when they say that they're afraid of being judged, what they really mean is that I am not ready to part with my sin. I'm afraid that if I go amongst a group of believers that they may find out that I am living a particular way or that I have a particular lifestyle choice or I have a whatever, fill in the blank, something that you already know is not biblical and you are sometimes afraid of going amongst those people because you don't want to be called out on that. So let me address that as gently as I can. The reason why we go to church is so that God will show us. God will show us what needs to be improved upon. And sometimes God uses other people. Now, his charge, his instruction is that the truth be spoken in love, that it's done with gentleness, that it's done in such a way that uh, the other person um that the other person is is left with dignity, okay? But you have to recognize that when you are coming into a church, it's like coming in with with boils and sores and all kinds of things over you and your clothes are dirty and all this and you're coming because you're trying to get the healing that you need. And sometimes the healing that we need is like alcohol on a on a wound. It's going to sting a little bit. But that's not a reason to run away. That's not a reason to run away. We come to church because we need the church. We come to church because we want to hear from God. And sometimes, my friend, again, I'm saying this as gently as I know how. Sometimes we come in and we have blind spots. Sometimes we have, um, we have, it's like, it's like this game. I remember going to a party once. And it was a really fun game. It was where the host put put a tag on the back of each of us on the back of our church of our shirt. She she taped taped something, you know, and the other people around us. We didn't know what it was that she put on the back of us, but we would ask questions trying to discover what that particular subject is or whatever that particular thing we were supposed to, you know, to name whatever that was that was written on our back. And so we were interacting with people in order to find that out. Sometimes when we come to church, we have things that are going on in our lives that we're not aware are as detrimental to us as they are. Sometimes we come into a congregation and we know full well that we're in the wrong. And sometimes we're not, we're not uh, willing or ready to let go of that sin, but but sometimes to deflect from our own 
uh, inadequacies, we charge people with being judgmental when all they're doing is showing us that we're wrong and that we need to get that right. It's for our own good. So, uh, but also the church is there so that we can encourage one another because just like you have a blind spot, other people have blind spots also. And so we want to, the, the, the model is to, to treat others the way we want them to be treated. Now, the word tolerance is a big deal in our, in our world right now. But we need to have no tolerance for sin. We need to have grace for people who are working through their issues. But we have to recognize that the church is to be a place where sin is called what it is. Sometimes we go out into the world, you know, to me, I liken it to, to, to having a, 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 to going out into the world and getting all dirty and all this kind of stuff kind of gets in our hair. You know, you're driving uh, and, you know, exhaust and things like that are getting in your hair and in your skin and your pores and all this. And you don't recognize that you've taken on all of this dirt from the world until you come into the, into, into the church and the presence of God, and also in the presence of other people who have um, places that they've grown where we need to grow, we that that comparison in a healthy way helps us see our own sin. It helps us see our own inadequacy. And so, you know, we've we've got to really have a mature mindset when we come into the church. I understand that we all have tender spots. We all have areas where we're vulnerable and all of that. But that is what the church is for, to help us to conform more to the image of Christ. So make sure that you don't call being called out on your sin being judged. That's that's not the same thing. Being judged means that you are condemned, that that, you know, that the mindset is that you are irredeemable, that, you know, your 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 sin is worse than everybody else's and, you know, and get out of here and all that. That's judging. But simply being being made aware of our inadequacies and all of that. That's not judging. That is that is that is tough love, my friends. That is that is that is one of the the reasons why God places us uh, in community with each other so that we can recognize that we need help. Okay. Another reason why people do not go to church is because they have been hurt by someone in the church. Um, unfortunately, sometimes we say things we ought not say. Sometimes we treat each other the way we should not treat each other and people get hurt. Um, and to that, I want you just to, to see that you're in good company. Um, let's see. Acts chapter 15 verses 36 through, I think it's 41. Excuse me. Um, Paul and Barnabas had a heated, a very, very heated disagreement. Um, I'm not going to read that for you. I encourage you to go and look at your, at yourself yourself. But uh, verse 39 says there arose a sharp disagreement. And so they separated from each other. Sometimes things can get so heated that you need to go to opposite sides of the ring and cool off. Okay. Sometimes you need a mediator. Sometimes you need someone to come some, some, uh, what's that word? Some, some person who's not going to take sides. Y'all know what word I'm, I'm thinking of. But yeah, somebody who is neutral um, 
to come and to try to bring about reconciliation. Um, sometimes that's what's needed. Also, Matthew 18. I think it's Matthew 18. I had it. I had it marked and I've, I've lost my spot. I apologize. Let me find it really quickly here. Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 18. It says, and if your brother, Jesus, Jesus speaking, if your brother sins against you, go and reprove him in private. That simply means that sometimes people don't even know that they've hurt you. Sometimes people are not aware that they hurt you as deeply as they did. And we have a responsibility in conflicts and relationships to make people aware. Sometimes people don't realize that they've crossed a boundary. Sometimes people don't recognize that they did not handle you properly in a particular way or that it, that it affected you a particular way. We're responsible uh, to come and let that person know. If he listens, you have won your brother. Verse 16 says, but if he does not listen to you, take one or two more with you so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every fact may be confirmed. Now, people use this often to talk about church discipline and and all of that. But but there's a principle here where, you know, maybe you need to go and, and get a mediator. Maybe you need to get somebody who loves both of you or someone who is neutral, who can, you know, try to work things out. And and sometimes uh, that happens. But then there are times when, because we live in a fallen world, where things are just not going to work. Uh, sometimes we give up too, too, too soon. Sometimes we give up too quickly. Sometimes we're just afraid of confrontation and we don't like that. And we have to ask God to give us grace to work through, through those things. But sometimes um, you've, you've done everything you know to do and it just isn't working. May I, as humbly as I know how to say it, say to you, don't quit going to any church just because you were hurt at one church. That is exactly what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to judge every other church based on one bad thing that happened at one church. Don't allow him to do that to you because he is wanting to deprive you of all of the beauty that God intends for us to enjoy in fellowship with each other. Um, Another reason why we may not go to church is because we have the idea that we are, we're just good by ourselves. That's just, just, that's just how we're wired. You know what? Honestly, I'm an introvert. Believe it or not, I'm an introvert. I'm a person who uh, really does enjoy being by herself. I enjoy being in my home within these four walls and, and all of that. But you know what I have discovered? I've discovered that I... When I get around other people, I discover some things about myself that I could never have understood about myself had I only remained alone. I discover that I have particular gifts that I have that I have I have good and bad. Like I said, with, you know, we have there are certain things that you're just not going to discover. There are certain things you're not going to learn. There are certain benefits you're not going to have unless you're in the context of other people. And so it really boils down to whether or not you trust God that you're going to, to you're going to obey him trusting 
that he has nothing but good uh, planned for you, nothing but your best interest at heart. And so are you going to choose to be obedient? Are you going to trust God enough to guide you to a place where you can get the ministry uh, that needs to be ministered to you and also where you can share the gift that he's given you. You know, isolation is not, it was, there was never God's, there was never God's plan. It just wasn't, it wasn't. Um, I know that some of the things that I've said today were not easy to hear, but again, I want you to know that um, I, my intent is never ever to hurt or distress anyone but I do want to speak the truth. I want to speak the truth in love. And my hope is that you will be encouraged in the end. Whenever we encounter difficult situations in our lives, the thing that we want to do first and foremost is to run away from them. And running may be what you need for a season. But if you have been away for too long, my friend, that is not healthy. And God's desire is that reconciliation happen that uh, renewal happen and y'all we got we live on a really big planet we do so if one church is not working for you find another one but if you over time find that you keep running into the same issue it may not be the church maybe it's you maybe it's a sense of needing to persevere and work through some things with people instead of always ditching the relationship when things get sticky um, again, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And so we all are uh, works in progress. But as we rub shoulders with one another, as we serve alongside each other, we become more and more like Jesus. Don't you want to be more and more like Jesus? Then there's no way you're going to be able to be all that God wants you to be in isolation. So. God responds to our imperfections by giving us people who can help us see how he's gifted us, find solutions to our problems, and have help in those dark seasons. If this message has been an encouragement to you, I hope that you will uh, share it with someone else. If you have any questions, if you have any comments about anything that I've said, I am very much open to that. There's a place where you can leave comments. Those of you who know me and have my personal cell phone number, I would be delighted to have a conversation with you. Um, I also have an email, georgia at encouragementoutpost.com. You're uh, welcome to do that as well. So we are going to continue uh, next week on a different uh, installment of this season. But we are talking about God's 10 comforting responses to our imperfections. Um, we all have things that we need to work on and I have tackled eight of those things in my book, a Christian woman's guide to overcoming messy emotions. I encourage you to get a copy at barnesandnoble.com. Uh, it would make a great gift for someone that you know, who may be going through a difficult time right now. There's lots of comfort and encouragement there. A person who simply wants to become more like Jesus And they've got some issues. All of God's children have issues. (laughs) Amen. But this book is a very concise um, book. It's uh, only about 68 pages, but it tackles things like jealousy, um, anger, um, depression. And when we're when we're devastated, uh, 
unforgiveness, all kinds of things like that. And so I encourage you to get a copy today. Perhaps stuff it in someone's stocking, the stocking of someone that you love this holiday season. God bless you. Thank you. Have a great day.